Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and today's guest on the show is Merley. He is one third of Rosangano family who have been on hiatus for a couple of years. He's a producer in his own right and he's also an artist in his own right as well. He's recently released a track called Till the Wheels Fall Off which has this line in the chorus that goes You can't hide forever. And uh, Merley says, at some point you'll need to stand for something. He says, I wrote this in February after another episode of football racism where a footballer in the Portuguese league walked off the pitch after incessant racist abuse throughout the match. Watching all of that unfold, I was broken, baffled and full of questions. The only thing I could do then was to channel all I was feeling into my art. This song is a small part of it. After the events of the last few days, I felt I should share it with the world. What he's talking about there is uh, the murder of George Floyd in America and the protests that were sparked by that, not just in the US, but all around the world, including in Ireland as well. And hopefully it's going to lead to a lot of change in a lot of various systems. And the track that Merley put out is off an EP of the same name that comes out on July 4th. And it's a really, really powerful listen. You'll get to hear it after this very brief introduction. I promise I'll keep it brief. You can uh, listen to the first verse in the chorus and then we'll get into a chat with Merley. He put out a brilliant mixtape uh, towards the end of 2019 called The Intangibles. And he's also had another couple of tracks as well. It seems like him, along with his uh fellow work pals uh, Denise Chyla and God knows are just bursting with ideas and it's great to see their creativity being realized at the moment so I was delighted to get to chat with Merley on the podcast so hope you enjoy so yeah let's take a listen to Till the Wheels Fall Off and then we get into 25-30 minute chat with Merley on the point of everything. <laughs> Jackie Chan in his cranium If he could, he'd be schooling him And live again, carry on through holograms Roaches on my timeline They don't like me, but they want mine My iris is the color of a stop sign Unlike my missus, I am not fine Sticks are higher than a cow on cannabis I stay on side in the clear where the banner is Laugh aloud just to cover up the cowardice That I resulted from investing where the mana is I see you get away with things that I never will I close my eyes hoping I'm dreaming but I know it's real Buying time to plan my get out Jordan Peele, why the daily news say he can't I be man of steel My arms strong from holding back on all fronts I know tongues that reach spots it's saw ones Unbeknown to hot spots I kept mum Spare your kids the wrath if you're that dumb Congratulations on the new track Till the Wheels Fall Off. You kind of explain uh, the meaning behind it. You say that after the events of the last few days, I felt like I should share with the world. Was it kind of ready to go? Or were you kind of like putting the finishing touches to it over the past few days? You're you're like, right, it's time to do this. So it's, it's actually ready to go. Um, so like the actual story is like I have an EP coming. We'll be dropping on July 4th. So I got all of these tracks on the EP ready to go. So I wasn't actually going to put out um, a single from that EP. I'm just going to drop the EP. And uh, I mean, I have this whole plan for that EP. Um, but I actually have a track that I was dropping this Friday. Um, a totally different track that I was dropping this Friday. So I was preparing for a release anyway. And then um, 
this happened over the last few days. And I was actually talking to God knows. And I was like, do you know that track I showed you the other day? I actually don't think that's a track to put out right now because I have a, a track that's of the moment, you know, and, and I feel this is the time to let the world hear this song, which is To The Wheels Fall Off. It's actually the title track of the EP. The EP is also called To The Wheels Fall Off. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I just kind of feel like, yeah, you know, as artists, this is, um, this is actually very much a part of who I am as an artist. You know, I, I, I like to speak on things that affect me or affect people that I know. And that's, that's something I've always done. And um, maybe now it's something that I'm actually willing to embrace a lot more than I did before. And um, yeah, so that's, that's how that decision came about. Yeah, um, like like the actual track itself is about football racism at a at a football match in Portugal, but like it's easily kind of applicable to the last week of events as well, I suppose, isn't it? Sadly. So that yeah, so that's the thing. I think I think like a lot of people are maybe surprised uh, of of the reaction of um a lot of um a lot of black people here actually how they're reacting to what's happening like you know four thousand miles away, but um just like um that incident at the football match. Um, the track isn't solely about that, but it, it was the thing that kind of like compelled me to actually write something um, about some of the experiences, you know, I've had and things that I've been seeing. Because that, that football incident is one of thousands over the last few years alone, you know. And, um, and it just kind of like, sometimes you just want to sit and ask yourself, like, you have these questions, and you're like, I can't answer some of these questions. And I can't sit here and just cry either because it's sad. It's actually sad to experience those things, to watch those things happen. Um, so I just wrote that song. And I like, I like singing here and there, but like singing isn't my thing. But like everything about that track, is just, it just happened spontaneously where I was like, yeah, look, I'm just for once just going to do what I feel like doing right now. And then I went and did it. And then when I came back, I was aware at the time when I did the track. So when I came back, I called Denise uh, and I played a track to her and I asked her if she could like kind of sing back in vocal, vocals on the chorus, which she did. And um, so, yeah, that's, that, that, that's if, you, if you hear the chorus sound so singy, yeah, it's with the help of Denise. <laughs> I was going to ask, is he singing on the chorus? I am singing, yeah. It's, it's myself and Denise singing. Oh, okay, okay. Is, is that actually like one of the few times that you actually do sing? Yeah, because <laughs> people kept getting back to me. I was like, uh, is that you singing in the chorus? <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's something I don't do. So, of like properly tuning into just singing. I don't do it so often, but I like doing it every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, just kind of the politics side of it. Like, do you see yourself as a kind of a political... Uh, rapper, like I, I guess it's kind of been there, kind of throughout Rossangano as well, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, you know, you know, uh, and I'll just to be like very honest. The idea of something being political is something that I I shied away from for a long time because I just I feel like pol- politics can be very divisive and um can be divisive and then also and I like the idea of like bridging things like you know, bringing people together and all of that stuff. So, so the talk of that, you know, the word politics, is, it often kind of like made me go, ooh, I don't want to get involved in that because it's like, that's like the, 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 the talk of the man in suits, you know. So even the idea of like a political rapper always kind of felt, ooh. 
But to be honest, um, yeah, if that's what I do, like I'm concerned with a lot of things that happens in our society. So um, I make social commentary and, and you can do a lot of that without being political, you know, and um, it's something that took me a long time to kind of, to realize that, listen, man, like politics is, is being part of these things, being part of standing up, is part of politics, you know, standing up for what's right and standing up for um, people who have been oppressed. And um, so, yeah, it's something that I, another reason why I've been slow to kind of like say a lot of things is like, cause I, sometimes I feel like I don't know enough about this, right, um, to, to, to speak on it. Um, so maybe let me wait until like I, I'll read into it, read a lot about it, and like be well informed before I say anything. But um, a lot of time, people aren't afforded that privilege of reading into something that's happening into them before they speak <laughs> about it. Because if it's happening to you, where do you find the time to go and read stuff about what's happening to you? No, it's happening to you firsthand. You're experiencing this. So um, I'm going to just accept and believe people who are telling me things are happening to them in that moment. And, um, and, and if speaking up ended up being the wrong thing to do at a time, okay, well, I was helping a fellow human being and you know, I was helping people um, by speaking for them and with them. Um, so I'm just going to have to stop overthinking, overanalyzing stuff before I even approach it because it's like, man, <laughs> we've only got a short period of time on this earth man like a few years even if you were to live a hundred years it's still not that, it's not that long you know so um I, I would hate for my life to just believe and just make people dance and that's it i would continue to speak on things that i'm not happy with even if you make people uncomfortable it, it sounds like you and God knows and Denise are all kind of like of that same kind of idea it's like you're almost kind of like bouncing ideas off each other both like musically and politically as well is that is that kind of how it works yeah because we do um like we've been recording together for like especially myself and god knows like for well over 10 years like we've been working together so like music is something that brings like the experience of like making music is a very unifying thing anyway so um i don't think you can truly like make people we make music with people over a number of years without having to discuss some of the things that are happening around around you. And um, so then naturally you kind of figure out, yeah, okay, this person, that's that person's view of this. This is my view on this. So there are certain things that Denise might be better suited for, or she's in a better position to articulate than I would be. And, but uh, similarly, there's other things that God knows is, you know, knows a lot more about than I, than I do. But then through working with them, I then become familiar with, that topic is like, okay, so that's what that is. Cause I always ask questions like, what does this line here mean? Like, what is that? And, and it's been a very like educational for me, you know, just the process of working with people, with artists who care, who care about people. And that helped me grow as well and be a lot more, um, just a lot realer <laughs> about it all. When you say that you you like to kind of like read up on a topic and make sure you're informed before you kind of join the argument, I guess the sad thing is that you probably didn't need to do much reading up on what happened in America last week. Like, I mean, the fact that it was videoed is kind of been the, the thing that's made it 
go around the world and resonate like it has like is it just depressing to see this happen like it's not it's not a new occurrence it's not something that happens every couple of years it's something that happens every couple of weeks yeah and it is um you know i think anybody who's been watching though that stuff happened for the last i could even say like since we're, we're all allowed to have uh, video phones <laughs> um you 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 could probably sense it that at some point this is gonna escalate you know because i don't know what type of any form of creation or anything <laughs> that would accept seeing any of their kind being treated like that over you know and even if we're just talking about these uh these incidents of like police brutality but that's not really it, isn't it? because that's only like that's that's a manifestation of this hatred and this the systemic <laughs> oppression that that's one small part of it and if you know your history you know how your people have been treated and as a result how your pe- people are viewed and then we talk about the, the world evolving and there's so many things that so many advancements and stuff that we made so much progress we made but then you're looking at your 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 situation in your life but like what has changed though is like it, in some cases it's just like I'm just being made feel like I should owe people my existence. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's almost like I owe people something for being among them, you know? And, and then if I'm not perfect, as whatever their, um, their definition of perfect is, if I don't fit that, then I'm out of line. And when I'm out of, out of line, I should be killed. And then at some point you're like, well, What's the point of all of these things that I'm trying to do just to please you and just to fall into your, you know, all these boxes that you, you built for us? And um, so in a way, it's surprising how quickly it escalated. Maybe it has something to do with us being at home as well, the, the pandemic, people have time. But that this is happening does not surprise me at all because it's like it was probably bound to happen. It was overdue, you know, long overdue. And I think maybe maybe how graphic it was kind of shocked a lot of people. But funny enough, my pain in, in all of this is how many people are still questioning and denying why you you know why why you've been seen with your with your eyes. And I'm like, okay, then what is it gonna take? You know, I don't care why you believe in or how you've been raised or or, or, or what form of like political side you're on or all of that stuff was like could you not even admit this one that what you've seen it right here <laughs> being done to a human being is 100% wrong <laughs> wow yeah yeah it's a t- it's a, it's so tough to like just talk about and think about like I, ca- I can't imagine what it's like over in the states like all of the stuff that that's happening like would it would it stop you from ever thinking about going over there like if you had the chance it won't you know why because um i've got family in the states you know and um and i and i mean i'm communicating with my cousins over there all the time and like you know they just keep asking you know what pray for us man it's it's really hot over here it's pray for us and it's like and 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 actually if i could i'd join them you know because it's like um I, i understand the idea of like boycotting 
you know, certain things in country and all of that stuff. But like, when you know what's at stake sometimes, you're like, a lot of these things have been done for so long, but like none of these stuff seems to work, you know? And, um, and also like, I won't punish, I won't punish the population over what <laughs> people in power are doing. Like, you know, I was born in Africa and I saw the, re- the result of that when people decide to, okay, look, well, we're just going to punish the country. You don't punish the government a lot of the time. You punish the people because the government still have everything they need <laughs> to make things work, you know? And if you travel and you see countries where they have, uh, like, embargoes and all of these stuff like is the people that actually suffer as a result of it so um right now anyway i can't say that i know i, I would stop going there now if anything i do that it, the, the whole system can benefit from if i can like deprive them of that yeah of course i would join that like i know my mine alone making a difference but if there's like a group of think something that we can all join in and say okay the u.s isn't gonna have this for a while and it will actually affect the people in power, then I'm for it. I, I suppose we'll come away from that and we'll come back to the music <laughs> a little bit, try, try and make it a little bit um, lighter. You've been really honing the production skills in the past few years. Was that always the plan? That you Did you want to kind of almost leave the rapping behind for a little bit to kind of develop the production skills? Yes. So uh, I remember like in, I think, 2017, uh, I've actually made that decision. I was like, I'm going to stop rapping for, for a while and go back into production for a bit because it's like I produced before I rap. I produced first before I started rapping. So that even though uh, I used to always write like poems and stuff, uh, the first thing I, I did at first as hip hop is to make a beat on the computer. So that was like, that was always there. And before before Rizangano, I used to, I actually used to do like produce a few mixtapes and stuff like that. So I had that, but it got to a point when I kind of felt like um, I needed a new challenge as well, and I wanted to get better at rapping because rapping is still my first love as far as as far as music. But I wanted to kind of like get better and hone those skills, right? So and it was great to then have Rizangano family because we have uh, a producer who was so skilled. And then I'm like, okay, well, this is this is exactly where I need to be right now. But while, you know, like while still with Sangano, there was there was a few things that I was kind of learning still from John and um, and Naive Ted, and, I, and and then I was like, oh man, you know what? I'm actually finding the love for producing again. You know, like I would love to experiment with some a few of these things, new ways of producing. So I, so yeah, I made the decision to stop for a while and just produce. So I started doing it um, mainly just trying a few things with God knows for a while. And then um, the person who actually kind of made me like just go fully into production was Denise when she just like started barring like crazy. <laughs> and I was like, okay, right. I mean, look, we got something here. Then that pushed me every single time. I'm like, okay, no, no, that's not good enough. I got to make something for Denise because I, 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 see, I see the bar she's coming with. I got to do something to, to, to kind of complement it and to just, I don't, I don't often see myself as someone who, who's like a, a beat maker in a way, but it's like, I like the idea of like building and constructing songs. And um, so, so, so that's kind of what it is still, you know, it's like, I don't see myself, I'll go, I'm going to make this beat and then sell it to people. It's like, no, let's, let's think of ideas, see what you're doing and see how we can turn that into a beautiful piece of music. Yeah. And so like when you were kind of concentrating on the production is, is 
like being able to rap sort of something that you need to keep practicing like when you decide like pick up the microphone again are you like oh man I'm rusty I've lost some of this you know I got to you, you know like when you're playing an instrument or something you know you can feel rusty and you can feel out of out of sync is it the same when you're actually rapping or are you I guess you're always singing along with like your favorite artists anyway so yeah you know what it is it's like there is an element of you kind of feeling like you're not in it as much and you doubt yourself a little bit it's like especially when it comes to performance um for me anyway that that's i was like oh i haven't been on stage in a year i haven't actually rapped <laughs> on stage in a year right but um i wonder how that would feel like when i when i get back on stage and um, the reason why uh as far as writing and stuff i didn't feel like i was rusty in any any way because while i was producing I was still writing with a lot of other producers. So I, I, I was still like writing stuff and, um, or I would hear a song and it would inspire me and I would go and write something, but I wouldn't go and record it, but I had stuff written down. So I didn't lose the art of uh, writing lyrics, but even saying that there are certain things like um, some technical stuff, like, you know, like the flow and stuff like that, that you, you do because when you the more you do it, the more confident you get. So if you don't do it for like a few months, you, you get you, you look at yourself and you're like I don't know if I can still do it the same way I was doing you know like two years ago or whatever. But once you get on the mic, yeah, it all just kind of like almost like a muscle memory thing. You just kind of fall back in place and there you go. Yeah. Um. Who are you, are you producing for other people as well? Here and there, like. Not not that many people. Like I was, I did a couple of stuff with uh, Hazy Hayes, mainly Limerick, mainly the Limerick uh, family, and God knows in G. Uh, for now, you know, there's a few things that are still uh, in the making, but I won't disclose that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like how you say that with a smile. Yeah, <laughs> I have to ask you about Russ and Gano family. Do you think uh, they'll be back anytime in the next couple of years? Yeah, you know, like, it's a thing uh, of feeling the need to, you know. The Singano family works, I think it works best when we are almost organic, like when we, when it, when it just happens, as opposed to, I, I think I feel like when we try to kind of make something for the sake of making something, answering like, okay, people need you here, so let's make them a song. I don't think we, it works well as a group of people, the group of people that we are together. So, um, yeah, I think, I think like once the time is right and like we feel like, okay, we're going to bring something um, that we are all three happy with and, uh, and we kind of feel like, yeah, we're not just repeating the same thing we did the last time or, you know, something that feels real, we, we would do it, yeah. Cool. And are you looking any further ahead, like towards an album or anything, or is it just like this EP now that's coming uh, next month? I, so the plan was, uh, so when I put out uh, the Intangible mixtape last uh, November, uh, so the plan was like, I was actually making an album at the same time. And, um, but then I ended up doing so many other projects with, uh, with other people that are like, and I'm like, whoa, it would actually be insane if, if we were to release all of this stuff and an album in 2020. Um, so that's kind of where I kind of parked the album a little bit and say, instead of giving people the album, let me actually give people something still that's just 100% Merly. Um, so that's where the idea of, um, of the EP came from. So 
it sort of happened when I was in New York, I was doing, um, I was working on a project, a compilation project for a, a small label over there. So I did a track that's actually coming out this Friday as well. When they gave me the topic of it, so the topic of uh, the, uh, the whole compilation is the apocalypse, right? And this was in January. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so I was like, oh, cool. This is interesting. So that, that was the thing. And so then I, I wrote a couple of songs and sent it on and say, okay, so th- these are what I came up with. And so they, they, they picked one of them. But then I was left with two other tracks around this topic of <laughs> apocalypse. And then I was like, okay, I still really, I still really love these songs though. So uh, I want to put them out, but instead of just putting them out as tracks, let me actually just write more of this stuff. So that's kind of how the EP uh, kind of came about. And I really then, like, I really, really loved the stuff that I made for it. It's very different from like the intangible, the sound, the sonics and all of it. It's very different, but um, yeah, it's very, I'm really proud of this EP. Um, and I actually can't wait for the people to hear it. It's, it's pure, it's everything I love about hip hop. And, uh, and I'm glad that I managed to kind of squeeze all of that into, <laughs> you know, a small little thing. Cool. Um, and I actually meant to ask the question first, but I kind of forgot about it. Uh, how, how are you finding the lockdown in general? Like, have you found it kind of creative or have you kind of been going up peaks and troughs? Yeah, I found it. I found it creative, um, mainly because I was still working. Um, I was still kind of finishing up the EP, anyway, right? And um, and every time, like when I produce and I mix and stuff, like I always try to to do something different the, the next time around. So now, th- when I found myself, everything was ready, but when I found myself with like a lot of time in my hands, like okay, what am I going to do? Then I went back and like reopened those files, I had <laughs> those project files and then um, just start messing with different vocals, like, you know, different sounds and stuff like that. So I added a lot of stuff. I took a lot of stuff away. Um, but all of that is time consuming, which I usually don't have the time for. But now I had the time for it. So that kept me busy for the first maybe three, four weeks. Then there was a time where I kind of, hit like a, a wall and <laughs> I was like, okay, uh, what do I do now? So this is, this is done. Like I, I'm actually not doing anything to be inspired <laughs> uh, to write new stuff. Uh, so what do we do next? Uh, so then I took a break from music altogether, watched a ton of shows <laughs> and um, like started running <laughs> again, uh, which is something I've always wanted to do for a while, but I wasn't. I wasn't finding the, the motivation for so I, I kind of started doing that again and then um, just like having to uh, bounce ideas off God knows here and there we kind of started doing stuff again and um, and without even thinking about it like I just found myself making tons of beats you know again and again like it is. and so like so I got a lot of like skeletons of stuff ready to go you know um so that's kept me busy but also like i've been doing a lot of like just looking reaching out to people you know um especially people that are like people from my childhood when i was like in africa and all and, and all those people i haven't talked to in like 20 years or <laughs> and like just finding ways to reconnect with people um so it's been 
like, yeah, of course, it's been a really strange few weeks so far. But I think the beauty of the human, of us human being is like we do find ways to adapt to um, every situation. So I would say for me right now, um, not to say that I'm used to it because it's kind of hard to get used to, but I found ways to um, to make life still enjoyable in the middle of all of this still. Cool. Um, that's that's as good a way as any to end the end it. You know, sli- slightly uh, inspiring <laughs> after okay, after cool. after everything we've talked about. <laughs> that's great. Mm-hmm.